Welcome to a very special episode of All Talk FC. We've got our first guest. Oi! Arsenal are back to the Kings of London. Oi! The Sheffield United have lost their manager. Boo! Um, Mark's got a lovely game for us. And we'll have all our regular fun. Let's go! I don't know about you guys. I thought um, I always thought we'd have a guest one day. Um, obviously, it's our mate, so I don't know if it's an extra special guest. But I've always thought about what my very first question would be because I wanted to have a lot of insight. I wanted to kind of give them a springboard to kind of express how they feel. So I've thought about this question a lot. So Rory Duffy, you alright? I'm very well. Thank you for having me, guys. Lovely. So for those that don't know, look. A lot of you will know who Rory Duffy is because you've not only have you heard him or about him on this podcast, you may have seen him at the UK Open Darts Championship. <laughs> That's right. This is our first sports personality on our pod. Yeah. In the loosest in the loosest sense of the word, yes. I think he was he was uh, he won the um BBC Worst Sports Personality of the Year Award. <laughs> 2015, yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's like you know on Sky Sports when they have that random pundit, and below it, it's like made two appearances in the FIFA <laughs> Under Seventeen Youth World <laughs> Tournament. <laughs> that's that's me. If this goes on YouTube, we've got to create one of those, Mark. Yeah, and just put yeah. it underneath Rory's picture. Four times participant, UK Open. <laughs> Perfect. Well, that's four more than any of us. So fair play. <laughs> made the list. Made the cut. So was was that the question, Chris? Well, yeah, I mean, you're right. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, didn't actually watch that much football this weekend, which That's is uh, which fine. is good preparation for a podcast of this nature. But, well, it's about right, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm good. Right. So no, uh, well, I'm hoping you watch at least one game, and that was Arsenal reclaiming their their uh, situation at the top of London, or at least North London. Did you watch that game? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Lovely. Um, I don't know. You you tend to so just to give a bit of background, as I'm sure at least Danny and Mark knows, you're a lifelong Arsenal supporter. I think you're like third generation season tickets. So we'll mm-hmm. say you're a pretty serious, impassioned fan, right? Yep. Yeah. Now, you, you've got a lot of opinions about the Arsenal. For me, coming into this weekend, or at least from the result this weekend, this season hasn't really given us a lot to be excited about. So this win, at least, um, and it's good to have you on this podcast. This one's for the fans. I think I think it's just I don't know I've, I really enjoyed it I don't care how controversial the penalty was I'm just fucking happy we did it so what do you reckon? Yeah same um, I have a lot of strong opinions about Arsenal this season I have a lot of strong opinions about Mikel Arteta um, you know how for me I mean I, I don't know if you can say out after a North London derby win I don't know um, and you can I don't really know if you can but what I do think is I think Arteta is very indicative of like the modern the modern football fan. You know, he came in, he'd never managed a game in his life. Actually, I think he'd managed one game in his life, um, a Man City Champions League game where um, Guardiola had been suspended, had a had like a touchline ban. So Mikel Arteta had taken charge and he lost that game. I think it was it was in the group stage either last year or the year before. Anyway, he came in with no real pedigree other than well, Pep Guardiola seems to think he's half decent, so he must be good. Uh, but 
how many times throughout the years have we seen good assistants? Carlos Quiroz, um, Steve McLaren, who have sat next to the likes of Ferguson or the likes of Mourinho, and then they go on and get their first big job in football and either flop or are just quite unremarkable. Um, I'm not saying that's definitely going to happen to Arteta, but I think that the way anybody shouts people down the second they criticise anything Mikel Arteta does, it... I don't know. It's just, it's very strange. I'd like to have seen the same amount of time and sort of uh, passionate backing given to Unai Emery. Take, just, take into context the way this season's going to be an Arsenal fan. What does a win like this do for you, though? Yeah, I mean, it's, you never say no to a win against Tottenham, do you? Um, it's a great win. And any win, I don't care whether it's a 1-0, whether it's a 5-0, whether it's a deflected goal off the corner flag and both posts. Um, a win against Tottenham is always a good thing. I just I just don't think that means that all is well on the good ship Arsenal. And I don't think it means everything's fixed. I think there's massive, there's massive problems. There's massive issues. There's massive improvements that have to be made. And I think the only people that can actually see and acknowledge that tend to be fans of other of other teams. I don't know what you two guys think. Danny, Danny, um, Danny, yeah. you, you're you're our resident European scout. Um You've probably known Odegaard for a long time. Is he the truth? I, I mean, I've liked Odegaard a long time. You know that. I bought him you, you, like, you do like young boys, so <laughs> he never plays them. But uh, he was quality at Real Sociedad last year. He was real quality. Like at one point, they were saying he, he's playing the best in the league. It's just he goes, he blows hot and cold. But when he blows hot, he's quality, and he's in. He, he seems to fit the system. So, so Dan, he, you, you you really like the way Odegaard blows, yeah? Yeah, something like that, like the wind. But um, my question was about Arteta was going to be, um, is Arteta going to have a better managerial career than Gerard or not? No. Well, I mean, come on. like well, Gerard has just won Rangers. Yeah. He's first ever. <laughs> like, could you have asked that like a year ago or something? Yeah. Like, I'm talking about a career. Yeah, all right, he's got him one Rangers. I'm sure if Arteta went to Scotland, he could probably win a title too, but... Uh, maybe, but I don't know. Maybe I mean that was they were talking about the ten in a row Celtic like it was an absolute foregone conclusion. And I don't know if, how much any of you guys have watched Rangers this year. They've actually yeah, like, been really good, and in Europe as well. Like farmers. they have been good in Europe. Oh, they've been really fun in Europe to watch. Yeah, they're like, ridiculous. Well, yeah, we, we we rank La Liga as farmers. So imagine us trying to watch the Scottish League. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, I think if you rank La Liga as farmers, you'd probably spontaneously combust. The second, the second you had to watch uh, Kilmarnock against St Mirren on a Sunday yeah. morning. Fuck it out, yeah. In the I, don't, snow. I don't know. I don't think Messi could do Kilmarnock on a Tuesday. No, no. You, you, Although I, do, even... I will be interested. Uh, I will watch the old firm this weekend because uh, it'd be curious if Celtic give a guard of honour because Rangers refused to do it last year. They... Uh, well, they can't then, surely. Yeah, then yeah. If that's the case, then they're not. Well, they'll, they'll take the high ground. They could take the high ground and and say, look, we're a classier club. Which I I hope they go down that route. <laughs> what I will say is that that is the most. It may, regardless of what you think about the Scottish League, that is the most toxic rivalry in oh, yeah. in apps. I mean, they. I'm part of a of a. A group on Facebook called like Football Stadia and Grounds, and it's literally just people sharing pictures of, of like nice football grounds. And Celtic and Rangers stadiums are actually banned on there because just 
People can't just have a normal. They can't. Even, they're the only fans that can't actually interact with each other. Yeah, that, that I've come over. It's just so yeah. toxic. And I think who well, there was a glass Norwegian guy I met uh, at golf, and I was like, oh, "Are you Celtic or Rangers?" And he bit my head off at asking <laughs> the question because yeah. if you're not involved in it, it it's not seen as a as a nice rivalry up there. No, no, and also they're hated by the other like every other team in Scotland seems to just absolutely hate them because their their whole league is just basically based around the old firm and and their rivalry and and you know it's 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 actually a surprise when a player comes through that's never played for either of them like an Andy Robertson who's never played for Celtic or Rangers people act really surprised when he comes through because he's not you know there is a, a whole football pyramid there that doesn't involve Rangers and Rangers and Celtic which yeah I do wonder who, what is the biggest football rivalry in the world. Like they talk a lot about, um, is it River Plate and Boca? River and Boca, yeah. And they talk about that as being the the big, like the biggest start. Like they literally will kill each other. They're, they're fans oh, yeah. that murder yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that is the biggest. I swear there's one, there's one in, um, oh God, I swear there's one where there's like every year someone dies or something like this. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it's, that. it, yeah. it's River that's, and Boca, isn't it? Yeah, that's River and Boca. I mean, the thing with River and Boca is their fans will happily join together for, like, the Argentinian national team. I mean, it is a great rivalry. But then um, a little bit of trivia. There's actually 13 teams in the top two divisions in Argentina based in Buenos Aires. So there's, I mean, like, for example, uh, there's a massive a massive uh, rivalry between Independiente and Estudiantes. And there's another huge rivalry between Rosario Central and Newell's Old Boys which is in the city of Rosario as well. So South American rivalries just tend to be quite impassioned anyway. But just you've, really done, you've really done your studying. Jesus yeah, fucking hell, mate. Uh, we were, last week, we were struggling to find out where Aquitan, Stalin and Gillian is. He's, <laughs> he's telling us where these fucking cities in Brazil are. Jesus well, Christ. no, Argentina, not Brazil. Oh, well, yeah, get it right, Chris. It's Thank all the same, isn't it? Just because he's wearing a Brazil top. I bet Rory's geography of South America is better than North of England. Do you know Accrington is, Rory? Yeah, Accrington's in Lancashire, I believe. Yeah. Mark, Mark, Mark. So I think I think we said at the beginning of the season, I did the the one of our big predictions was Spurs won't finish top eight. I mean... That is looking more and more likely, isn't it? Like, I, I was just looking at the table now. Obviously, Man City, Man United, Leicester, Chelsea, West Ham, Everton, and then you've got Spurs at seventh with Liverpool, eighth, two points behind. Villa with a game at hand, 41. Arsenal, I, sometimes I think Arsenal look better and all of a sudden they'll just have some stupid loss. But it's, I don't know what's, it's weird. I don't, what has happened with, with Mourinho or Spurs as a whole? Do you think they're just, they've just tired of him? One loss in their last five. Uh, What's that? I don't think they're tired of him. I, to be fair, the thing that's annoying me is they, they go they go up and down. Right? So they'll have their phases where Mourinho's angry and he's blaming the team and they lose loads of games in a row. And then all of a sudden they go and score three or four goals against a few teams that play shit and everyone's like, oh, they're brilliant again and oh, Mourinho's a genius. Oh, they're scoring 10 goals on average. And then, they go, and then they'll go back on their shitty run and he'll go back and his moaning about whatever and... Uh, I mean that's Mourinho. That's what you said. Uh, maybe like a maybe a couple of months ago, you'd say, "Oh, Son being out would be a massive loss." But the way he's been cracking on, what 
for the last few games. Is it a, is it a huge loss? Do you still think there's going to be something missing with him gone? Uh, I, there will be. There will be. He's he has seemed off the boil. Do you, I always feel like sometimes uh, good players when they've played for a long time they play really well and then they start getting out of form. They tend to get injured. I don't know if it's because they've got tired or like their their muscles, you know, and then they get injured and then they come back and wear them up and then they're good again. Son's that kind of a player, I imagine. So he'll come back from injury and he'll just be flying again, probably. But he just needs a break. Yeah, I'd go along with that. I'd also say that with Spurs, they've um, the way they've built that team. Spurs always, to me, you guys might disagree, but regardless of whether they're good or bad, they always seem to have a more balanced squad than most of the teams in the top six, in the sense that you always look at Spurs and you go, have they got a holding midfielder? Yes. Have they got a ball player in the middle of the park? Yes. Have they got a striker that can put a ball in the net? Yes. Have they got two fast, pacey, tricky wingers? Yes. Whereas the likes of Arsenal and United are always missing one of those things. I don't know how you feel about that. I mean, like, Arsenal, uh, for example, United after Fergie retired, literally didn't have a holding midfielder for so long. And then I remember Moyes went out and everyone was like, yeah, Moyes is going to, is going to make a huge sign-in. And he went and got one matter. Now, I love and one matter. And what? And Fellaini. And Fellaini, yeah. And, and then played Fellaini as like a, a weird pseudo-target man, like just up off of Rooney and Van Persie. But it just... It, Spurs always seem to have a balanced team. Like, I think Mourinho could literally just send his 11 players out and say, go and play football. And they will beat most of the, of the weaker teams in the division. Because they are so well balanced. Yeah, but then, but then they have players that I would say are a bit more skeptical. Skeptical, like Doherty, I think looked abysmal, and I don't think he's looked the part since he's yeah. been there. Hoiberg, I mean, I thought it was a weird sign when they got him already. Didn't it doesn't really hold up. I mean, um, when you look at players like uh, Sissoko, Ali's definitely not the player he used to be. Or no, if, even if he was anything like that, I don't. Really, I'm not a big fan of Dyer. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not. Serge Aurier. What, like, what I mean is, they might. Yeah, but hold on. They might be. They might be players that that fit certain positions, but it's the quality of those positions which kind of go and, up and, and down. I, I agree, but what I more meant is, yeah, I'm not the biggest Eric Dyer fan, and I'm not the biggest um, uh, Pierre Emil Heidelberg fan. But you know what they both do. You know what you're getting from them. Whereas somebody like Danny Ceballos, for example, now he's a lovely, tidy footballer, but what does he actually do? Is he big and strong? No. Is he fast? No. Is he an exceptional passer? No. Does he beat a man? Sometimes. Does he score loads of goals? No. Don't get me wrong, he's a good player, but you don't really, I still don't really know what he is. He's a luxury. Yeah, he's a, yeah. He can turn quickly. He can turn, yeah, yeah. I remember his debut for Arsenal, he did about three quick turns. Yeah. That was it. The hype was there. It was the greatest thing to ever yeah. come. Was that the Burnley game? The Burnley game where he dominated it. Yeah, and he did that. Was it him or Pepe that dropped a nutmeg in that game? And then, oh, and Pepe. then it got it got replayed on Twitter for about six Pepe. months afterwards. And no matter how bad Pepe played, it was like, yeah, but do you remember his nutmeg against Burnley? He loves and a nutmeg. Loves a nutmeg. Mark, Mark, I'll I'll let you decide. Is it worth talking about the Man United game or not? Uh, do you know what? It was last on match of the day. I had it on in the background. So you know, I didn't even watch it. Uh, like, I watched it. There was no, there was no. I know I had like it was on, but I had the TV on mute, and it wasn't like, oh, there was a, a Greenwood chance which I was like sort of caught my attention, but 
that's the problem with Man, Man U at the minute. If we don't score in like the te- first 10 minutes, first 15 minutes, we're in for quite a boring game. But to be honest, right now I'll take it. We just need wins. So I, I don't think they're that But I, I mean, the only thing I would say about that game is West Ham were terrible. West Ham for 60 minutes didn't want to win the game. Moy did what he used to do, which is he turns up at the big teams and he doesn't know how to win, so he just tries not to lose. And it wasn't until the last 10 minutes, 15 minutes, when he was like, right, okay, let's try and win this. And they probably could have done. And it certainly yeah, would have been scored. We were bad. I, I just mean... No, we weren't bad. We weren't bad at all. But West Ham were just literally terrible. That first half, they didn't want it at all. There was no shots on goal. They hardly got the ball out of their half. So United were just completely dominant. Missed a bunch of chances. And could have put it to bed. I mean, where do um, where do you two stand on West Ham? Do you think they're here to stay, or do Great you think manager. Great manager. I, I actually, I, I think they've got a good manager. They've got a decent. Thank you. Yeah, I do. Like Moise is a top eight manager. Like he, like he gets the team in. That's a big statement, by the way. He, right. he's right, good. I'll get, hold hold that. I'll, I'll, we'll get into that. In well, a well, it, it it's a bit weird now because you have the likes of like Everton. Who, who would be number seven with Ancelotti. But then, like, and also I rate Nuno at um, Wolves. So well, Mark, I don't I, think he's the eighth best manager. But no, I can, I, can I stop you? You give him a second. couple of seasons, he'll get your team in the top eight. Me, me and Rory and his mate Charlie will have this big old argument on WhatsApp about the, the quality of um, Moyes. And that, for me, I've said that I really like Moyes. I liked him back when he was at Everton. And obviously, in between Everton and now, He's probably had some patchy spells, let's say. I think the situations he's been in have been quite difficult. But I, I do rate Moyes as a manager. I think he's he's as at least a top half manager in the Premier League, if not, yeah. you know, top eight, top seven, I think depending on t- the team. Hold on, Rory. Um, but Rory and Charlie are going on like he's he's Sam Allardyce. He's someone that's battling relegation. He's the guy that's going to keep you up. I think that's doing him a disservice. You look at the quality of the management at the minute in the Premier League. Because I was just thinking, I say he's top eight. And I was like, well, actually, on paper, he's probably the 12th or 13th best manager in the league. Because you start looking at, like, Everton's got a good manager at Leicester. Um, supposedly Leeds, Wolves. Like, he's, he's supposedly. Like, he's the frauds. Whoa! Yeah, Chris. Chris is Chris, Chris right. is a anti yeah. anti Bielsa. Absolutely is... gonna, it's absolutely going to kill Chris when Leeds finish above Arsenal. This season. Yeah, yeah. And then um, Chris, Chris is proper Brexit when it comes to his football opinions. He likes Moyes but doesn't rate Bielsa. No, but like with Moyes, you look. If you give him a couple seasons, he is he'll get the team in the top half. And you look at now, like West Ham are fifth. And you look at the company he's keeping up at the top top half of the table, and you're like. You you got to give him credit. Everyone's quick to to jump on his back. Like the United job was always a curse. Like Chalice, whatever. Sunderland, they say. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't. Sunderland again. Sunderland's a cursed club. Even Big Sam like struggled there. Yeah, like I agree with that. So so yeah, I I think Moyes is better than. He's just not. Unfortunately, he's not fashionable. Like I bet if you went to most football fans under the age of thirty five. They would rate Arteta miles ahead of Moyes. Yeah, yeah that's like, true. Well, if his name was Moidichi, he probably would be a bit. Or man. David Moyes. Yeah, David yeah, Moyes. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I do think he's a good manager. I think West Ham and where they're at now is probably 
yeah, it's about where we should be, but that's still good as a Premier League manager. That's all. Do you know, I, mean? I love the um, I love the centre mid that they got from Slavia Prague as well. Suchek, he looks he looks decent. Thank you, Kyle. They got they got him and Kufal together, didn't they? Great yeah. sign. Yeah, uh, I mean they've got. I, I'm a big, but I don't know about you guys. I'm a big believer that that management management does play a part, but I do ultimately think that players win you games and therefore win you championships. Do you know, you know what? I- Rory, um, you know, we obviously know each other that where we follow a lot of sports. And I think some sports you can say that. I think basketball, for instance, the NBA, I think that's all about the players. I think coaching is very, yeah. maybe about substitutions at the right time. Football, yeah. for me, I, there are so many players that that quality that, that come yeah, in and out of the Premier League. I mean, Pyatt used to play for them and it, it mustard. Like, he was quality. Oh, yeah. You, you Outrageous. Got, you have players that have pure quality, but... To carry, and and quality players can win you any given game, but to mm-hmm. go an entire season and be in the top half of the Premier League, that says something. And, yeah, and to it be does. In the top four. And that is where managers go from being okay managers, keeping you out of relegation, and actually being um, a team that you, you're confident putting a bet on on the weekend and then accumulate, thinking, oh, they'll have this one. Like that's where the Rory, difference is. Rory, can you imagine a few years ago? Any thinking of any average Joe manager winning the league with a, with midfield of like Milner, Henderson, people like Matic. With, no, like there's just no chance. Right? No, Liverpool and, won because of Klopp, not because they got the greatest. You wouldn't put any of those players in the greatest team of all time. But then I would say that the chemistry that that front three had and yeah. the yeah, way that yeah, the way absolutely. The and Salah obviously is, is was a special player, and he he's, is. Salah is very underrated. He would never. Salah will never. Like he never gets entered in the con- the conversation of one of the best Premier League players. So but he should. No, no, uh, he will yeah. eventually. He will when he, he will when he goes. I think at the moment he doesn't, but he will. How old is he? No, but twenty uh, eight, maybe. So he could still no. potentially get better depending on what I age. Think. That. I think he's like twenty nine. Uh, but uh, See, I think the thing. Uh, hold on, Robbie. I think that I think the thing with salaries, he's kind of like. It's a difference between a Ronaldo and a Ronaldinho. Like, is it the the one season or two seasons where he was quality, or is it over a period of time? He hasn't really produced it year in year out for me to the point where you can start saying Salah's one of the best players in the Premier League. It's so many players, three so years in a row now. Yeah, this is his fourth year. Like, yeah, fourth year of quality. So you're saying this season he's the Salah that's been like that for the last two or three seasons. No, but you're you're, you're basing it off that he broke records. You you mm-hmm. can't be like if you broke the record of all time, Ronaldo's record of all people. You can't then judge him on that level. If you don't hit that every time, you're not good enough. Like that's, he's, that's, he's still that's the top goal scorer in the Premier League right now, isn't he? But then that's what you're saying. I mean, we went in. The, we even said last week and we said last season that it would be ridiculous if we considered this Liverpool team one of the best teams, if not the best team in the Premier League, based on the records that they broke. Fair enough, he had a good season. He had an amazing season. And for that one season, he was the best player in the league, probably not in the world. But we're talking about a player that's going to be up in the standings of a Ronaldo. Even Rooney, uh, um, uh, Jesus Christ, what's the hell of his old name? Henri... Like, if he does it for another three years, then yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. right. He's done it for three years. Um, he's had a couple of amazing seasons. One good season. This one's not going so well, but he's still scoring plenty of goals. If any player scoring twenty five goals plus for four or five years in a row is outstanding in the Premier League, buy, Mark, do you buy into Carragher's thing that he thinks Mane is a better player and more important than Salah? To, to I Liverpool? just think it's purely. I think Salah's underrated. I don't know if it's the way he carries himself or whatever. And the way Mane is, he always plays with a smile. He seems an honest player. Like, I think a lot of people say Mane's better. 
and I feel like it's a character judgment as much as a football one. Like probably it's more he's more unselfish. Yeah, can I just like, say something about Mane? Go on then. I I used to think exactly the same as 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 what Mark just said there. And then Arsenal played Liverpool and you was there, Chris. We went to the game. And genuinely, Mane's shithousery shocked me. The most out if you look at that Liverpool team and 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 you mention a shit house in that Liverpool team. You'd maybe you'd maybe say somebody like Robertson. Um, you'd possibly say one of the one of the midfield three. Endo but for sure. Mane was like like the, especially the section where we sit. Everybody around us wanted to kill him after about twenty minutes. Um, and I just I just I was really surprised that uh, if somebody said to me before that game, name a shit house on the Liverpool team, Mane wouldn't have even been in my top ten or five. But yeah, probably, he probably just angry about his hairline. Um, yeah, that's a, that you know, is a dreadful hairline. We, we're talking about managers. Obviously, Chris Wilder's gone now. Um, instantly, I thought it was just one of those ones where it can't be clearly results based. It had to be something to do with a disagreement in the back. Or how can it not be results based? <laughs> because they're, they're, the, they've got one of the worst records of all time in the league. Sure. Well, yeah, but if you put it in the context of the season that they've had uh, last season in the Premier League, what he's done up to this point, and um, just the fact that I don't think for Sheffield United it's a given that they're going to be in the Premier League. Fair enough, the results for this season are bad, but given what he's done up to this point, and I think some of the information that's come out is that it was the fact that Chris Wilder's just not happy with the backing of, what's his name, Prince 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 Abdullah? Is that his name? Well, that's probably true, but I also think... I was going to say it was a weird story because they're like, oh, he's been angry for months. He's never got back in. Chris Wilder had to force through the Brewster deal. But then he doesn't play Brewster. I've heard it was something to do with Brewster. And I thought why he got sacked. Yeah, I was like, they're saying he had to he had to fight for months and months to 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 get Brewster. And then it was like, but you never started. It could have probably got him and realized it wasn't good enough. Yeah, so maybe they were. I tell you what, Klopp and Liverpool are the masters of selling on cheap shit. Like young, what was the one they sold to Bournemouth? Solanke was it Solanke? Thirty million, and how do they how do they get away with it? Ridiculous. I I don't know. I'm sure that teams do buy into hype around players like Chelsea, isn't it? They have about fifty players on loan every year. But Chelsea don't seem to do it as well. Chelsea yeah. aren't selling them for 30 million and it turns out they're shit. Like, yeah. People are probably just going, yeah, yeah, 30 million, yeah. And they're just dog shit. I don't yeah. know. So, probably, you probably would have labelled that about Bamford a few years back and now he's proven as a Premier League striker. Mm-hmm. Again, just need a good manager. But do you remember they went through a stage of just overhyping um, South Americans about, about eight or nine years ago? No, that and... Messi, man, he's overrated. <laughs> no, no, like, I remember, like, Lucas Biglia at one point was, like, the next <laughs> big thing. He was going to come to Europe and be, like, the next Zinedine Zidane. And, like, I think he's currently sat on the bench for Lazio. So, Dan, you think that the Chris Wilder thing, uh, I wouldn't say dismissal because it's a mutual parting. You think that's justified? I think he he deserved to see out the season and he deserved probably a shot again back because of what he'd done. But I also think that managerial, like it goes around, it goes in cycles, these managerial things. And I think it's, you, a, you get it's a carousel, point. isn't it? Well, no, but you get to a point, and it reminds me of Potts with Spurs a little bit, in that you get to a point where even though you've earned all of that good work, you get to a point where you've clearly lost 
the love of it, you've lost the team, you don't, it's, things aren't going anywhere. What, you, what on earth can he possibly do to turn that around next season for, from where they're going to be, which is a team that will have one of the worst records, but just be used to losing. If he's having arguments about players, like what on earth is he going to do next season? So sometimes I think change just is needed for everyone, all parties, and it feels a bit like this with Wilder. Do you think, do, do any of you think he exceeded his level? Or do you think that he should get another opportunity in the Premier League? I know, he, he deserves it. He took them over. What, what were they, yeah. like League One? Three, yeah, three ninth, promotions in a row. I think they were, they were like ninth or tenth in League One, but, I think, when he yeah. took them over. What I will say is that they should never have been in League One in the first place. Like, with the like their, their relegation the year before, and then, or not even a year before, I think they were down for two or three years. And it was becoming like a bit of a farce, the fact that they had the, a bit like Ipswich now. Like, Ipswich aren't going to go up from League One this season. And it's a bit of a farce. They've spent more money than everybody. They've got Paul Lambert as their manager. They've got all of these highly rated players. And they're like sitting 12th in League One. And it was a bit like that. So I think the initial promotion out of League One, because, I mean, he did a really good, like the Wilder did a really good job at Northampton as well. Um, he then went back to Sheffield. He was a Sheffield lad. He loves Sheffield United. That's his team. The initial promotion out of League One was, was kind of expected. And then... He just kind of piggybacked off that momentum um, that then took them up again straight away. So the season, yeah, yeah, they had a bit. They were in the middle of the middle of the championship, and then they went up. Oh, right, okay. There was a season in between. Okay, fair enough. But what he did in the Premier League last year was unbelievable. Right? Yeah. Absolutely unbelievable. Funny enough, when they came up, everyone thought this was going to happen last year. So everyone mm-hmm. assumed this would be Sheffield United last year, and they've just. Re- Kind of reverted type where what we all expected to be the winning point. Do you think he just got found out? You can't really have overlapping centre backs and have that last. <laughs> I love that yeah. though. You know what? Yeah. That's why he deserves another job just for that. They yeah, just it's something different. People in the league. Yeah, no. Shows yeah. how much they say a good goalie's worth eleven points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you know what Dean Henderson was amazing to them last season though? And it's also it's not just that they lost Dean Henderson; it's just the crap they replaced him. Oh, <laughs> if you're going to get a relegated keeper alright come on it also um, I, what struck me when I watched Sheffield United last season is they are the biggest physically biggest Premier League team I've ever seen they were massive like Fleck looked like a child around around the other players just their three centre-backs were huge their um, I can't remember how we got on against them last season I think it was maybe a 1-1 draw maybe a 2-all draw uh, I think actually, I think it was a one-one draw. It was one of Arteta's first games, or one of Emery's last games. But they were old-school lower league, not in terms of the overlapping centre backs, obviously, but in terms of the size of them. Like they were all six footers. And... Well, they were still a League One team. They're still the yeah. same. They're the yeah, same exactly. team that came up. Exactly. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. I, I thought I thought it was a bit harsh, but there you go. Um. Do you know what? I, I know we tried to keep it pretty light on here, but I did want to talk about one point. Was um, Lewis Zaha not taking the knee at the beginning of the Premier, uh, beginning of the West Brom game? And his mistake. Well, he so he's decided to to stay standing. Um, simply, uh, not simply. He put out a statement, but it was basically all all taking the knee now has become a, a bit of a routine pre match routine, and it doesn't really have much substance. And the only reason I want to bring it up is because, um, you know, I. Whatever, whatever I want to say or think about them taking an E for, for, for their, their, their thoughts and ideas about how society is, I do like the fact that at least Zaha's actually looked at it and think, do you know what, this has also become kind of like a, a, 
a means to nothing. It, it doesn't really do anything. And I, I actually thought as well, I don't know if you'll be, you'll probably disagree with this, but I thought the only reason the Premier League probably has gotten away with it so far up to this point is because there's been no fans. I feel like as soon as there's fans in the in the stadiums, I, for some reason, I just feel like they wouldn't be able to get away with it because there'd be such a mixed furore of, of, of emotions and kind of, you know... Uh, Oh fuck yeah! You think you're gonna go to Chelsea and they're gonna be like taking these? Is that see? No way! You think they'll go to Spurs and they'll be like, oh, they're... no! Uh, I Arsenal... think they'll be alright at Spurs. I yeah, think they'll be alright at Spurs. They wouldn't. They wouldn't say boo to Greece at Spurs. Yeah, same yeah. as Arsenal. I think Ar- Arsenal, I think Arsenal will be fine. But Arsenal you go to Millwall. Now you go yeah, to Chelsea but... and you're you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. You don't have to comment if you don't want, but I'm just thinking like, I at least appreciate him seeing it now, you know, for the first few times in, in a world where there's too much protest, now it's just become this thing where you can say you're a part of it, but you're not actually doing much. And he's actually standing up. It's actually saying, harder now to say you're not part of it. If, yeah, like, I'd say 90% of those footballers are doing it because they're just told, we're taking yeah. a knee a minute before the game, All right? It's yeah, like, I, I, I don't, I I don't want the hassle of being the one who stands up where... Zaha's in other sports. In other sports, though, some stand and some nil. Right? There's been all sorts of mix. You know, where, yeah, look, where yeah, it's my, just football where everyone has to kneel. Myers yeah. Leonard did it, and then um, he kind of got fucked for saying some uh, Jewish racial slurs. So if you're connected <laughs> to someone that stands, it's probably not the best place to be. <laughs> I, think, I, lo- I like Wolf Zaha. He seems like whenever he whenever he speaks, whenever he whenever you hear him interviewed, he seems like a like a, a thoughtful and intelligent individual. Now I know that we shouldn't be shocked that because you know it's a bit of a stereotype that footballers maybe aren't the brightest. Um, but but yeah, gonna, Wolf I thought you was going to say Palace players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I just I, I've Wolf Saha always comes across as a as a thoughtful guy. He's intelligent. Um, yeah, if he doesn't want to do it, then that's then good on him. His only, his only mistake was shagging David Moyes' daughter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ask. See Patrice Ever for more details. Do you want to talk about your League One teams? Uh, yes. Do you know Have what? you seen how good Gillingham so, are? Rory, we decided a few weeks ago that we're, we weren't having a good time watching the Premier League. So mm-hmm. we did a random generator and we all picked a League One team. So I got Accrington Stanley, uh, Danny got Gillingham and Mark got Fleetwood Town. And... Uh, we had the Derby last week, actually. Derby, yeah, the all-talk other Derby. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it was Gillingham versus Fleetwood. That was 1-1, one, one, wasn't it? 1-0, no, we got it robbed. Absolutely robbed. Accrington Stanley, they they were so close to the so close to kind of like the um, promotion playoffs and they just want to fucking, they just want to throw it away. They can't win, they can't they can't do anything. They're just drawing and losers, killing me. Gillingham fucking flying. Unbelievable. Yeah. Catching it, four points behind them, four points behind it. now. Gillingham are a massively experienced team at that level as well. They're always, they're all, always. All Gillingham do is stay mid table in League One for yeah. 100 years. That's all they do. Yeah. So they get as well. soon as they get too high, and then they put the armbands on when they get a bit low, and then they're, they're off yeah, again. Yeah. That's all they do is stay mid table. I was just frustrated that bloody Jerome it was Jerome Cameron Jerome just smashing, smashing. Legend. Uh, Bloody legend of the game over here, just killing us. Like. Where is he? He's at um, MK Dons. Oh, yeah. I hope none of you have got MK Dons. No, 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 no. no, no. It we was random, though. We had no choice. Yeah. yeah. No, I'd be pretty disappointed if I got MK Dons. Though. Yeah, yeah. 
Somehow all three of us have just got dead in the water mid-table teams. Uh, <laughs> no relegation, no promotion. Yeah. We're actually all, yeah, actually all near each other. I just feel like Atkinson and Gillingham were on the same points. And Fleetwood yeah, are only three points behind. Yeah, but that wasn't the case for me when I first got. I, I think I think Accrington and Stanley were six. And then since then, they've gone three, get three, lost three games, won one, drawn one. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it's like I'm a curse or something. Curse of the Arsenal fan. I don't know. So in fact, Fleetwood have a similar kit to Arsenal. They've got white sleeves and um yeah. and a red shirt as well. Yeah, don't know about it. I know you you said Mane's shit houseery, but he could have got a penalty, but he stayed on his feet and never got it. So, when was uh, this? Just now. Just now. I know VAR's looking at it. So, so quick, one word answer, Rory. The reason we picked League One teams is because we think top level football is now just dead. It's shit. shit. VAR's killed it. Referees have killed it. The no fans is, and and for me, fixture congestion. There's just too many games. Oh, I agree with you. Completely. Do you agree? It's football. It's football dead. Football. Football's uh. Football's not dead, but football uh is certainly is certainly uh on a life support machine. For me, there's only one thing that's going to fix it, and that's when it, when it comes home in June. I agree. I agree <laughs> no, no. that with. I, I, I don't that know will how. It, that will bring it. Only back. if we win from a VAR decision in the 90th minute, that's how it will come out. Yeah. Honestly, I think I don't know how you felt about the Lacazette penalty, but like it, I don't. It's got Loved to the point that fans don't even care about if it's their team or not. You're just sick of like. The, oh, the, I, it's like oh, there's contact. It doesn't even matter who initiates the contact when the contact is. Mm-hmm. I mean, like super slow motion. You're like. I actually think that was far less contentious than some beats have been. But yeah, that, the only thing I'd say about the Lacazette one is it wasn't VAR, it was the ref. So VAR mm-hmm. couldn't overturn it. So in my mind, that's a good thing because I don't, I don't want yeah. VAR overturning decisions. But what I will say is, is you could do a whole episode on why football is not as good now as it was. I mean, football peaked for me uh, a, few time, a few times in my life. But the 2014 World Cup was, a, was, like, was my favourite uh, international tournament. No, as in, no, not including England. I'm, I'm taking England out. Yeah, of it, I was but, say, that was not but, good. But in terms of like every game, like do you remember the the Holland Spain game? Yeah, just about like the Van Persie. The Van, Van Persie. Persie yeah. yeah, just yeah. there was so many good games in that World Cup. Um, another time is obviously during 2018 when it nearly came home. Um, the, the, where was where was 14 again? 14 was uh, Brazil. Oh, Brazil. Yeah, very. Thematic, it was 20, I was thinking 2010 was the year the football ruined it, wasn't it? The old. Oh, well, they blame uh, the, the Javelani. The Javelani. Javelani. Yeah. They Only blame Diego Forlan could kick it. And do you remember? Do you remember? Um, do you remember the sound of the Vuvuzelas as well? Yeah. Punctuating every yeah. single game. Yeah, that was, and every game seemed to be one nil. Yeah, but I have to say though, the South African games were so much fun. I watching them. They were, that was they were quality, oh, and they and scored some bangers as well. The fact the Vuvuzelas never. Cat, like never caught on. Well, they banned them. That's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> means I actually like looking back because you what when you watch highlights of a 2010 game, you're like it's so you know. that noise. Yeah, 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 you know that noise. Yeah. yeah. But do you remember the first time they saw the 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 spray? You know the spray that they use to mark out where the wall goes. Yeah, yeah. Goes. So the magic I at, spray. I was at the first Arsenal game of the season after the 2014. World Used to get Cup. such a cheer, didn't it? And, and everyone went mad when he pulled out his little spray can. But yeah. <laughs> They were like the the refs have this magic spray, and then you realise it's just Gillette shaving. It's just Gillette shaving foam, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so football since then, like I was, I mean, obviously we all love football. We've all grown up, up around it. It's our national sport. But 
I think we can all agree it's just pretty shit at the minute. Like, yeah. I don't know anybody that, that isn't a bit disenfranchised with it. Right, yeah. good, good promotion for our pod then. Um, should, we do, <laughs> should we do the results league? Uh, do we have to? Yeah, unfortunately. So, Rory, just so, to give you a bit of background, um, each week we pick a fixture within the league to um, to basically win, and we got some points based on it. Uh, I'll share my screen, actually. That'd be useful. Look at that, Rory. It's a nice little spreadsheet. We've got all of these wow. games that we go through. Um, this is our list of teams that we need to pick and we lose. You can only pick a team a maximum of twice. Did Danny win. do his spreadsheet or did Mark? That was Mark. Mark's Mark. Yeah, I, knew it, I knew it weren't you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then we basically get points. You get you get one point for a win, uh, three points for a correct fixture. And if you pick an away fixture for the team to win, you get an extra bonus point. Um, so this weekend, Mark, you still need to listen back to see what you got. Otherwise, you're just going to have a blank week there. Um, so last week, I picked Burnley to beat Everton 1-0 away from home. Which was good. One uh, nil. That's for a me. massive shout, actually. Boom, boom. Yeah, Everton won the slope. I thought so. I was like, all right, give it a go. Danny, you was not, you was not a believer and said Spurs were going to beat Arsenal away. In my defence, I needed Arsenal to lose. I hadn't picked them yet this season. It felt like a good opportunity. Uh, probably, but not this time round. So that was a great win for us. You got Neil Poir, Mark Pitt, Aston Villa to beat Newcastle two nil. That was a draw. One one. Yeah, strange on that. I would have, I would have thought beforehand you would have had that one, which is a bit of a shame. But well, they should have done. Other than a ninety-something minute when the yeah. cells got that header, they should have oh, done. Man. Yeah, uh, Sheffield United. I, do you know what? I, I didn't know Chris Wilder was leaving at that time, but when I actually saw Chris Wilder um, leaving, I thought, oh, you know, when a team loses their manager and oh, and they never they, bounce. They, yeah, they did uh, the exact opposite, and they lost five <laughs> 0 to Leicester City. So. Definitely no points there. Do you know, I read a stat that they hadn't been beaten 5-0 in their whole two years in the Premier League. Yeah, and yeah. And the first yeah. And the, yeah, the first one that he goes, they, they get tanked. Yeah, that makes sense. But um, yeah, there you go. Unless they love, love a game like that, though. They love battering teams. So. Oh, they're a great team, aren't they? They're really good at doing that, though, isn't they? Really good at giving yeah. the team a good they're, old They're ruthless. Game. They're ruthless. Just because Jamie Vardy is just like, I, I'm just going to beat as many people as possible as much as I can and just keep running tired. Like He's got 12 goals and 12 assists this season, Jamie Vardy, in he's, the Premier League. He's outrageous. He's yeah. He's really, really good. He's not bad. Hope he plays for England soon. Me um, too. West Ham and, and United, Danny and Mark both picked that as a fixture. Danny is, Rory, you need to know one thing about Danny. He is the least Man United fan, Man United fan. Like, no, I've had any picture of him for losing all season. He, he doesn't like them. He, he, he's not a big fan of them. Mark is doing something else, but he would, he would, um, he would concur with me. He just but is it like probably him. not that he's seen it all before? So he, you could be a pessimistic fan. So I'm t- uh, yeah, I'm I looked at that. I looked at that fixture, and one I had to pick Man United to lose. So I'm picking them to lose all season because I'm a supporter of them. Um, I have to pick them at some point. And I looked at that fixture and thought West Ham are in form. Um, I just fancy. I thought they could do it, but no, I'm glad they didn't. He actively roots against them. So Man United, uh, wow. Mark, Mark is a Man United fan and actually picked them to beat four-one, unbelievably. But he just gets the one point for a home fixture. Um, Danny has been flying away this season. He's got thirty-eight. Me and Mark are battling out for second and third, and uh, I'm currently just edging ahead against him. Is there a, is there money on this, by the way? No, uh, no, 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 not just pride. Who won it last? Did I win it last year? Um, I think you might have. Well, Mark, yeah. Mark had a really good season last year, so I'm not sure if he did. One um, what? Sorry. 
He's been mute for the last two minutes, just listening. I've been trying, to, to, I've been trying to listen to the old pods to see who I picked. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. <laughs> next week, next week there are four massive fixtures for us to choose from. So, um, does anyone want to go first? Because I've not had a look at this. Yeah, I've, I've got mine. Oh, lovely! Go for it. Uh, so I'm going to go for a standard home win. I think Brighton are going to beat Newcastle. Uh, and they're looking pretty good again, right? They finally put the ball in the net. So I'm going to go for Brighton to beat Newcastle 2 0. Brighton to beat, oh, let me spell this out. I'm doing a terrible job. Brighton to beat Newcastle 2 0. Yep. Lovely. Uh, Mark, have you got one? Uh, go back to the other screen quickly. Um, yep. The problem is I could end up getting myself in trouble here, depending on who I... Yeah, you've got a lot of teams I'll to go for, to lose. I'm, I'm going to go for my one. I'm going to pick Leeds away from home to beat uh, Fulham, and I'm going to go for... Do you know what? I, it depends. If they play Josh Meyer, I feel like they've got a chance of getting a goal. If they don't, they're just going to get zero. But um, You guys all laughed at me weeks ago, and I was telling you Fulham were coming. I was telling you, they just weren't a losing A few weeks games. ago, you, they, they drew four games in a row and you said, oh, they're starting to come up now. Yeah, no. you could see it. You could see they were starting to put it together and they were looking good defensively. So um, another manager that I rate higher than Arteta, by the way, Scott Parker. I think he's Oh, what are you on about, honestly? Look at what he's working with. Stupid. Now you're just being stupid. He is working with shit. He he's working with, with a championship squad and he's and at least he's won something. Like He got, he got fully promoted. I know, I, I know Arteta won a cup, but that was that was a COVID That's cup. true, he won the FA Cup. You're giving him so much shit, he won the FA Cup. Have I, have I spelled Brighton wrong? What's wrong, with, what's wrong with this stupid spreadsheet? No, you spelled it right. Uh, you've probably got a space after the word. I do indeed. Well done. Go on, Mark. Finish it. All right, so my blank fixture was Wolves to win 2-1. Oh, oh, I bet it was. And who did they, who did they play? Was that uh, Aston Villa? Aston Villa. All right. So that was what that blank one was. Right, Wait, what, what, what week was it? Week 25? No. Wolves played Leeds. Or they, or they drew with Newcastle as well. I need. <laughs> you I know you can hear it. Newcastle to lose. Wolves are away to Newcastle. So, You've got to that's all right. It was it was Wolves Newcastle. It was, one anyway, so I didn't get it. One. it was Wolves Newcastle. All right. Which makes my is because what I didn't want to do is pick someone this week and end up being out of. So I've got I've got Leeds to uh, I've got to pick Leeds to win. So like you, Chris, I'm going to go Leeds to beat Fulham. Oh, for goodness sake! But I have more faith in Leeds than you, so I'm going to go three 0 Three 0 Right. Are you allowed to do that? It's ridiculous. Why not? I don't know. I feel like it's just a little bit unfair, but... Why? I know Fulham are going in my acre now. If you all pick Fulham to win, it's just sod's law that they'll... they'll if you all pick them to lose, that they'll end up... Um, they'll end yeah, up, they'll end up winning. winning. Literally end up four winning. games this week. <laughs> Lovely. We also, have the, we also have something called, just so you know, we have the Champions League draft. We've had half the fixtures. We've got the rest tomorrow. Danny, look. You've ended I know. Today. I know. Fucking you, though. Look, I know Porto didn't get the win, 
but can I get credit for for bringing Absolutely. them in? Absolutely. No, yeah, big shout. Big I heard shout. that when I was listening to last week's pod, and I heard I heard the ridicule that you received, Mark, for picking Porto. So <laughs> I'd like to extend my congratulations as well because that was an they, unbelievable shout. They got through on a rule I absolutely hate, which well, is away goals. Away yeah. goals still count in extra time. Not the away goals in yeah. general, but the fact that once you go to extra time, oh, I was going to say, yeah. What's and do you remember Liverpool got locked out of the? Um, you know, remember the year Atletico Madrid beat Fulham in the champion in the Europa League final. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Right. Uh, Liverpool got knocked out in the semis on that rule, and yeah. ever since that happened, I thought it was stupid. And it's even stupider with no fans in the ground. I I just want to say something. I saw something this week where there was a there was another football podcast saying that there's no chance that Liverpool could. uh, There's no team that are going to do as bad as Liverpool in the league and win the Champions League. But I thought surely if there's any one team that can perform one way in the Premier League and actually do well in the Champions League, it's Liverpool more than anyone else. They'll just they just seem to be able to do it. In, in this particular they used, club. they used to do it in the past didn't they they used to yeah. finish weeks and win the Champions League all the time that'd yeah. be something but well, also everyone's watched football long enough to know that, that form can change on two or three results so yeah. because Liverpool are crap now it doesn't mean they're going to be crap in two months time yeah exactly yeah and they've, they've, they've clearly got past Leipzig very easily Leipzig exactly, on, a, yeah. on a you know they're a good outfit so mm-hmm. Mark you've got a game for us yeah do you and want to be involved is, Rory yeah. yeah I'll go for it nice right um, Danny yeah. might have a chance now. So, this um, is the old game where I have of guess who the player is based on these clubs. You're going to take it in turn. I, w- I did have it split. Uh, there was three players each. I had three Arsenal players, three Tottenham players, and I was going to say Danny and Chris, you could pick, well, I presume Chris, you can be Tottenham, Danny, you can be Arsenal. Rory, you're going to have a mix, so you don't know, but it'll be one of the two. I'll tell you when they play. Essentially, I'm going to list the name of clubs they played for, and then you just say who that player is. We don't get years. And they played for Spurs. I won't tell you the years, I'll just tell you you the clubs they played for. And my one played for Spurs, that's for sure. Yeah. What a a game this is. So, So before I start, I was going to mix the order up. Do you want me to say an order of which they went to the club, or any order? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's got to be in order. In order. All right. Yeah. So, I'm writing so, it down. I'm, I'm in this. <laughs> so, Chris, you're up first. All right. You're, you're Tottenham. So, we ain't Tottenham. We ain't Tottenham. So, this player started his career at Mets, spent some time at Newcastle on loan, Fulham, Manchester United, Everton. Tottenham, Sunderland, and finished his career at Lazio. Oh, dearie me. Can you, say that? Can you say that again, please? So he started his career at Mets. Slow it down, yeah. Mets. Spent some time on loan at Newcastle. Played for Fulham, Manchester United, Everton, Tottenham, Sunderland, and then finished his career at Lazio. Uh, is it... Oh, hard. I know it's difficult. The only name I've got in my head that's so wrong is it Eric Jemba Jemba? Incorrect. Normally I'd pass it over, but uh, I don't know how to pass it over to two people. Well, whoever shouts first, maybe. Yeah. Or just let us both have a guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, all right, Danny, you go first and then I'll try. Um, I thought I would have got it with the Man United one, but I just couldn't get it. 
Metz. I think he was French then if he started there. The issue with the French players is that so many of them were born in France and then represent another country. Yeah. Um, Newcastle Fulham. Time limit on the passing over. Newcastle Fulham, United, Everton, Spurs, Sunderland and Lazio. Fucking hell, that is a no, serious no, career. Mark, with these two, it's going to take freaking... Yeah, I'm going to tie it. I don't know. I have Ralph Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> what was the name of the Romanian centre-back that they had? I'm... Do you expect me to... <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah, because I know it's not right, but I'm thinking of the... Kirikes. Could... What's that? Kirikes, you're thinking of. Kirikes, Vlad Kirikes. You know what? Uh, no, but what I'm going to do from now is like you've got 10 seconds when it gets passed <laughs> over. Right. So the answer was Louis Saha. Oh, oh Louis Saha played for, supposed, play for Lazio. That was supposed to be yeah. the easy one, wasn't it? Frickin'. Oh, my word. <laughs> Louis I had no Saha. idea he was ever at Lazio. Yeah, but Man United, Everton, I mean, uh, Newcastle... Jesus Christ. Louis Spurs. Saha. Fucking hell. Yeah, I, knew, I knew he'd be French, but... Oh, well. Go on, then. All right. So, Chris was Tottenham. So then, Danny, you're Arsenal. Yeah. Let me get the Arsenal player up. The funny thing about that is you don't think about Zaha as a, uh, Zaha as a Spurs player at all. Nah. You were saying for a bit, Danny. So, Danny... This player started at Marseille, then Arsenal, then Manchester City, spent some time on loan at Seville, went to Antalya Spore, played for West Ham and finished his career at Anderlecht. West Ham and then Anderlecht. What was the first club? Sorry, Marseille. Marseille, who then Arsenal signed him from. I think I know who this is. Is it Sami Nasri? Yeah, correct. Fair play. I was well hoping he would get that. Elia, Elia Well, it was the it's Marseille. I, I remember him there. I remember him Arsenal. I remember him at City. And then I remember him at West Ham. I don't remember the others, but I figured it's probably. All right, Rory, the sort of wild card last minute players I chucked in. Oh no! So this player started his career at Pescara, went to Sampdoria. Mm-hmm. Oh. to Arsenal and spent some time on loan at Atletico Madrid. Lucas Torreira. Yeah. Chris, Chris looks dis- disenfranchised. I had like 12 teams, man. He gave you fucking... Well, oh, that's man. easier. That's easier. The more teams, the better. More teams, no, it's not. Yeah. To be fair, we all should have got Luis Sarva. We the just thing got is, yeah. by Lazio. That was the Lazio that threw me off completely. Dan, you know this more than anyone. As soon as you get over seven teams, the answer is always going to be Nicholas and Milner. Yeah. Milner or Anelka. Or, or yeah. Robbie, Robbie King. Yeah. yeah. All, right. all right. One apiece for us. So, Danny, Tottenham, uh, Chris, sorry, Tottenham players. So, this player started his career at Derby County, went to Tottenham Hotspur, spent some time on loan at Wolves, then played for Hull City, and then finished his career back at Derby County. I know who that is. Um, I know who that is. I have no idea. Say that again. Say that again. So, he was started his career. At Derby County. Oh, is it? Is it Tom Huddleston? Ah, oh, Tom Huddleston. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 
How would we have? Because if me and Rory both knew that, I was wondering we've, how we were going to go and get the bonus point there. The, the, uh, Tom Tom Huddleston, the single greatest hitter of a football I've ever seen. Oh yeah, time. Tommy Tommy Techers. Unbelievable. So the way it works, Danny, you get first dibs on Chris's. Rory gets right. first dibs on your. All right. Gets first dibs on Rory's. Okay. All right. Uh, who's next, Danny? Me, Arsenal. Let's do this. Arsenal. It's going to be a Nelka, isn't it? <laughs> Has to at least one time. Okay. <laughs> Nelka, Robbie Keane. Yeah. So, Danny, this guy started his career at Hanover 96 B team, went to Hanover 96, went to Werner Bremen, and then to Arsenal. Uh, I don't even know who this is. Rory knows Jens, Jens Lehmann? Incorrect. Go on, Rory. The answer is per Saka. The BFG. Uh, I got a big German, but... Huh. Yeah. I thought he was going to go Ozil because he played for Werder Bremen, oh. right? Yeah, but oh, I knew Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a Real Madrid, and he's obviously now a Turkish club. So yeah, that's true. Well, what do you think about Özil? No, nah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about it. <laughs> if, you a, if you have an episode dedicated to Mesut Özil, I'll come on. Well, hopefully during the summer we'll do the we'll do the pods where we feature one particular player, and we'll have one on Özil. That's for sure. Yeah, can we just talk for forty five minutes about his uh, Champions League goal where he kicked out of the keeper? Yeah, so, against Ludogorets. I don't even know if it was Champions League. Was it? I want to hear about Ozil's thoughts on um, Erdogan. Go on, Kevin. Yeah. All right, Rory. Yes. This guy started at Marseille, went to Arsenal, Milan, Arsenal, Palace, and then finished his career at Getafe. Started at Marseille, Arsenal, Milan... Arsenal. Yeah, then Palace, Getafe is where he ended. I thought you'd be all over that morning. Chris gets first dibs on this and he looks confident. Oh, no, I have no idea. Oh, so, Rory, 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 knows if, if, Rory knows a lot about it, especially if he had a crossover at Arsenal twice. The worst thing about these games is when you know the answer, it's, hard it's so to obvious. Difficult I'm just thinking of the, the, the Getafe thing as like, as really thrown me. I'm trying to think who went to Milan. I'm yeah. trying to think who went. Was it a loan to Milan or was it a. Uh, well, no. Well, I've been saying when they go on loan. So. Right. right, right, okay, right, okay. Um, I feel like it's jumping out at me, but it's like. Well, like we might have to, to put a time. Yeah, in. I might have to pass, you know. Marseille, Arsenal, Milan, Arsenal, um, Getafe. And Palace. Missed, well. missed Palace. Palace. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Right, Last yeah. chance, Chris, to get back in the game. The only player who I can think of is Shamak. Nah. Incorrect. Shamak started at Bordeaux. I oh, did he? Right. Um, um, I mean, I have no idea. Ali Adia. Incorrect. It was Flamini. Oh, oh, of course. Oh, my goodness. Oh, of course you know, he was Milan. You know, do you know what it is? Oh. The, way you, the way you say it, Mark, it sounds like he was at Milan for like a minute. I'm trying not to make it like 
Yeah. It's so obvious. Then he had a really I, think, long I don't time remember him. Does anyone else have no recollection of Flamini at Getafe? I wouldn't. Or Palace. I don't remember him at Palace or either. Palace, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, it was at Getafe. He played 18 times. Tough one, that. That is a tough what's, one. What's the score then? Rory's got two, and me and Chris have one. Uh Chris has yeah. Uh no. Rory's got two, yeah, yeah. No one got Flamini, no one got Yeah. So yes or no? Yes. All right. So who are we back to? Chris. Me. So this is your last one, Chris. All right. This is for two points, yeah. All right. So this player started at Wolverhampton, went to Coventry, went to Inter Milan, spent some time on loan at Leeds, signed for Leeds, played for Tottenham, Liverpool. Tottenham, Celtic, West Ham, LA Galaxy, Aston Villa. Fucking hell! At ATK. Yeah. Oh, my days. He's fuming. I do hope this goes up on YouTube because your face at the minute is an absolute picture. Just, uh, just say that one more time, a bit slower than teams. All right. He started at Wolves, went to Coventry. Inter Milan, went on loan to Leeds, signed for Leeds, went to Tottenham, played for Liverpool, went back to Tottenham, spent some time on loan at Celtic, on loan at West Ham, played at LA Galaxy, went on loan to Aston Villa, and then finished his career at ATP. Okay. okay. That's funny. I'm just, you yeah. know, it is. Yeah, I'm terrible at this game. I'm, I'm, the worst. I'm fuming. The worst. <laughs> and it gets first dip, don't it? I know. That's why I'm fuming. <laughs> it's just clicked. It's just clicked. Um, <laughs> are you gonna have a guess, Chris? Yeah, I am. I'm gonna say, is it um, Jamie Redknapp? Incorrect. Danny. It is the one and only Robbie Keane. Yeah, we literally said when they have a load of clubs. <laughs> the only person that went from Spurs to Liverpool to Spurs, surely. With me, it was that I knew as soon as he said Wolves, the commentary, to Inter Milan, I started giggling. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you said earlier, when there's a load of clubs, just say Robbie Keane. <laughs> Nightmare. Right, nice. I've got to trick myself out there. I need to get fucking mental fucked myself. All right, come on, let's do this. All right. This is the Danny. last round, by the way. Yeah, this is Danny's last player. So I need this. I need this and I need Rory to not get his. So, Danny, he yeah. started at Bordeaux. He went to Arsenal. He spent time on loan at West Ham. Look played for Crystal Palace and finished his career at Cardiff. Do you know what? Danny got a pen and paper, man. That's cheating. I'm writing it down. What? I've got a pen in my hand. Yes. So Bordeaux, Arsenal, West Ham, Palace, Cardiff. That was it. Uh, Bordeaux, Arsenal, West Ham on loan, Palace, and finished his career at Cardiff. Um, Rory, you just said who was at Bordeaux that went to Arsenal. I've forgotten who you said. <laughs> <laughs> my mind's gone blank. Uh, who would it? Right, forget that. Who would it have been? Uh, West Ham, Palace, Cardiff. Uh, so Rory gets first dibs. So, uh, and I know he knows it because he just said it, and I can't even think he just said. Have you forgotten who I said? Yeah, I have. Oh wow! This um, is what makes great listening. Is the answer's been said 
Robbie Keane and then this one. <laughs> uh, well, who were we talking about? And you said, no, no, he was started at Bordeaux. We were talking about Marseille. I, I, oh, no, I thought it was a time limit. No, but uh, some... Um, uh, it's putting me off trying to remember that rather than trying to think about <laughs> the teams. Uh, right, fuck, fuck that. Bordeaux to Arsenal, West Ham, Palace, Cardiff. Would have been... Um, um, I fuck, my mind's blank. Just say one. Good game. Say a player. He played for um, Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, legend. Legend. He's. He's. Oh, right, I'll give you a clue. He's got a statue outside this. <laughs> uh, I don't know. My mind's gone blank. I've crumbled. Say a name. Ah. <laughs> Say it. Say Man. it. Gail Clichy. No. I don't know. Uh, incorrect. Rory. You said Marouane it. Shumac. Oh, that's the one. Shumac. Fuck's sake. Oh. Ah, I knew you'd say it. He had, I got he had the, the best worst song in the history of Arsenal fans that started, he's not white, he's not black, he comes from a place not far from Iraq, without realising that Morocco is actually further from Iraq than London is. <laughs> <laughs> Awful song. Uh, uh, I crumbled. I was trying to remember what Rory had said, not think about the teams. Never mind. Well, the thing is, if, if Rory doesn't get this right, you've still got an out, surely, to draw it. No, yeah. I have to flop and you have to flop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I will most certainly flop. So, Rory, this is yours. He started at Sheffield United, spent some time on loan at Northampton, went to Tottenham, spent time on loan at Sheffield United, QPR, Aston Villa, and left Tottenham for Manchester City. Kyle Walker. Yeah. <gasps> Sheffield. Lovely. Well done. Your first game and you won. Um, Mark, did you have a tiebreaker? The tiebreaker. Uh, so the link, well, one, I would have given a bonus point if anyone can tell you the link between all those players. Uh, they all played for England. No. Um, uh, Shaq Walker, three. Um, oh, um, I know. They're all left-footed. No, um, Kyle, Kyle Walker's a right-back. You nut job. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've all scored in the Premier League. They've all sponsored so by. So what's what's this? What's the link they've all got? They've all, they've all, they've all scored in the league. Uh, Danny's almost there. They've all scored what? Champions League. NFA Cup final. North London derbies. Oh! <laughs> of course. That's a great stat. In fact, yeah. Flamini only used to score in North London derbies. So, that is. But the tiebreaker tie is easy, so I would have done fastest yeah. finger first. You, you say your name, first one to say it. Wins. But they all, um, and you can say it as soon as I start the question, but they were all goal scorers in the North London derby. So get ready. You can say your name anytime from now. One player scored for both Arsenal and Tottenham in the North London derby. Chris. Adebayor. Correct. Oh, great. There you go. Game. I win. Woo. <laughs> Didn't Danny Rose score a goal and an own goal then? Does that not count? Nah, that's right. a good, good point. Good point. I remember his goal. Absolute rocket. Yeah. For about, 30, for about yeah, 35 yards. Lovely. Right, uh, I think the only thing we've got left is front three, back four, innit? 
Yeah. Yeah. And I've good. got I've got to go have my dinner. Look, I'll 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 go first, Rory, just because I'll give you an example of how to do it. And then because you clearly had a, a tough time doing it. So I'll go first for that reason and that reason alone. Okay. Um, so in my after a look at my phone. Um in my front three this week is the Avatar movie. What a terrible movie that was. It's finally gone back to the top of the list of the highest grossing movies of all time. It got taken over by um, Endgame. Is that a civil, is that that's a Marvel movie? Marvel, right? yeah. Correct, yeah. very good. Um, but uh, it was re-released um, recently in China and grossed $4 million to put itself back up to the top. Liverpool scored back up to the top um, of the all-time uh, oh, grossing list. Points. Come on. Of um of movies and I I mean I don't know I, you know me I think Avatar's a, a crap movie but there you go people like big movies with big scenes and and James Cameron has got Titanic under his belt he's got this under his belt um him and Disney are doing alright yeah do you like do you like Avatar movie never I can honestly say I've never ever watched it's just not my thing never watched an Avatar I've never even watched the Star Wars. Yeah, I know. I've watched yeah, the new I, one with John Boyega, but that was it. Yeah, it's just it's just not my thing. Um, yeah, so there you go. Also, my front three this week, all the mothers out there, happy Mother's Day. Um, even the ones that don't want to be mothers. I'm lucky. <laughs> um, in my back four this week is um, white chocolate and ground coffee. Oh, this was my front three back four last year, wasn't it? Was it? What was it? I'm last year. Was it? Why, what is it? Inflation. Oh no, I forgot about that. Jesus Christ, yes. <laughs> the cost of living. Um, yeah, the Office of National Statistics. They um every year they put out well clearly every year <laughs> they put out a list of items that go into um uh, basically a massive list of, of things that people buy to judge um the 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 amount that inflation has either gone down, which it never happens or up. And um a few of the things that have gone out of the list is white chocolate bars. It's based on what people have been buying this year and they've changed some items. I think they've put in 17 and they've added 10. They took out white chocolate, ground coffee, canteen sandwiches, because no one's going out to work. So you're not going to get your prep meals and all that stuff or your Tesco meal deal. And the uh, lamb shoulder on the bone. I, why does no one like lamb in, in COVID? Is that, I don't know. That's just, I love lamb. Maybe because people go out to eat it. I don't know. Yeah, well, yeah obviously. It's got to be that. Who's making lamb shoulder every day? Yeah, who's doing... That's the sort of thing, that's the sort day, of thing Chris would try and pull off. Not yeah. every day, but on a Sunday. Sundays. Oh, wait, to be fair, we've had a lamb shoulder once on the Sunday for a roast. There you go, you muppet. Um, Chris is always cooking weird meat, just like, just for the listeners. Yeah, I've like, weird he's, meat. He's, he's, he's ordering elk this week, I believe. Yeah. Because Joe Rogan told him to. No, I've, I've got a crocodile burger in the uh, freezer ready to go. Um, oh, uh, in the things that are in the inflation list is hand sanitizer, men's jogging bottoms, hand weights, and smartwatches. So, everything that Mark has. How's a smart? How's a smartwatch got in like the commodities list? I literally bought one a couple of weeks ago. So they're right. <laughs> <laughs> this list ain't um, stupid, you know. Look at this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there you go. So that is in my back four this week. What one did you get, Mark? The Galaxy Smartwatch Three. Nice. How much? How much did that set? Available. How much did that set you back? It's a sponsor of ours. I don't know. Uh, two something. Ooh, 
footballing. No wonder the no wonder the, uh, the Daily like... Mail find out and the Office of the National Statistics are writing about it. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest purchase of the year. <laughs> no, no, government money. <laughs> Go on, Rory. Do you want to have a go or do you want Danny or Mark to... to... No, let, I want to hear Danny and Mark. Sorry, I've just been joined by my puppy that joined us this week. you got a puppy? I've got a puppy. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. In my, in, in my oh, top three this week is uh, Wolfhamstow, Bill <laughs> Combs. Also for Christmas, not just for life or whatever. Go on, Dan. Whose phone keeps uh, vibrating? It's pissing uh, me off. Fine, sorry. Um... It, uh, my front three this week is um, the 21st of March because um, there are two awesome things happening on 21st of March one Line of Duty is being released again yeah Ben Cappers yeah Ben Cappers <laughs> number two Drive to Survive the new Formula One documentary is also being released on that day I'm going to be seriously busy this weekend um, so I'm very excited because two my two favourite documentaries <laughs> which they're not so, uh, yeah, what's, what's, your, uh, what's your wife going to do uh, she's going to join me in watching them. She also loves those two programs, so we're sure good. she does. No, she genuinely does. That's yeah, that's sure. why we're excited because it's the only two things we actually watch together. Um, and that's in my, uh, my back four. I mean, the, the list was kind of endless this week. There was so much going on. We haven't talked about uh, the Royals. We haven't talked about Piers Morgan. We haven't talked about F5. We haven't talked about loads of stuff. Um, so uh, instead, I was going to go with um, uh, what's his name, the CEO. <laughs> Of uh, what's his name? The CEO of Football Index, Mike Mike Bovin. Mike Bowen, the biggest scandal. What is it turning out to be the biggest scandal in British gambling history? They say legends, the legend, the legend. The legend. and that is the big hustle. Yeah. Honestly, the deposit. The amount of money between us four, mainly Danny's, that yeah. we. Uh, I can't believe, as a group, we've lost a hundred thousand pounds in Football Index. As a group, as, as a, a group, pod. we've lost a hundred grand between me, Mark, and Chris. We've lost fifteen hundred quid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's now a class action lawsuit. There's seven thousand Football Index traders who have filed a class action lawsuit. It's going to court. It's going to be talked about in Parliament. Uh, it is. Yeah, big news. It's all over everywhere. Daily Mail have even interested. Fairness, so, Fairness to Football Index, the small print was you're actually placing a bet that that player would be worth more in three years. So they'll just say he's not. Yeah, <laughs> the lawsuit's not about that. The lawsuit is about the where's the money gone because they should have millions of pounds in the bank and now they've just gone into administration for having no money. But their terms also say they have to hold something like 60% of the value of every player in cash in a bank. So in case they're in case of insolvency and they've got no money now, so it's like, well, hold on, where's all the money? And they think they've been siphoning it off to another company. So, but would a, would a company would a company like that? And I don't know if it's the same with other sort of betting apps. Would they? Is there an insurance that they can have for this kind of stuff to pay people out? There, there has Surely to be some kind be. of policy you can get. Well, no, this is why they've gone into administration because they're. I, we don't know if they're broke. We'll find out next week whenever the administrators tell us what's what. The thing is, you Five don't know. Years. Well, you don't know if they've gone into administration because the gambling commission revoked their license, which did happen, or because they're broke, which might be true, or because they, they wanted to stop the rot early. And they might have a ton of money in the bank, in which case, but they can't get their license back, in which case they could pay everyone their cash balances and potentially some deposit value back. We don't know. We don't know what the state of their finances are, but we all, we know that there's been some dodgy stuff going on and they uh, it's now all being investigated and they've 
the head of the gambling commission resigned today. What, that's Danny, how big it what Danny didn't tell us is that he was actually part of the management board. And that's why he's flown <laughs> off. That's why he's in the Caribbean. Well, exactly. can, I just, can I just say something on that? Um, no. Okay. Go on. Um, so what legitimised the whole thing for me, other than Danny Gazzett telling me that it was a great idea to put money in there, was that um, actually two or three football clubs uh, are being sponsored on the front of their shirt by Football Index, yeah, as well as yeah. Nottingham Forest and QPR, um, as well as like the back page of 442 magazine, which I subscribe to, of have a, a massive full page spread of football index. And I think that's what has to be looked at in the long term. The fact that it was, it was so legitimized by, by main, like, you know, big football clubs in their community. They well spent millions. They had a talk sport section, like every week. All of these football clubs and publications that we trust as consumers were legitimizing this thing, which basically just turned out to be being run by a couple of absolute shysters. Yeah. Because that's what you're saying. The guy resigned today, Danny. Not because he's ashamed, but because he can retire now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's actually an original investor of yeah. index plans. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did the honourable thing and resign? It's like, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, to your, to your yacht in San Tropez? At least he might yeah. send Danny a thank you note for the yacht. Uh, I know, right? Fuck it. <laughs> oh, Mark? No, I'll be, I'll be quick. And again, trying to avoid some of the, the news this week that's been pretty slow. I don't um, Did you say it was pretty slow? Carry on. Anyway, um, mine's all boxing related. So oh, come through this week, the deal's been signed. Joshua Fury. Oh, that's hurdle one of probably about another hundred before the fight goes ahead. But that's good news. Let, let's face it, we all want to see that fight. Right. So you guys still are team, you still team AJ? I, I think Fury wins, but I don't think it's as one-sided as, as people think. Fury's Mark's cousin. <laughs> no, but like the thing that it that sometimes you're like, I think he wins, but he he wins a tough fight. Like the way people talk about Fury, AJ, is that Fury goes in and just puts on a masterclass. AJ gets nowhere near him, and it's twelve nil in rounds. And I'm like, it's not going to be that one sided. But I still think he wins. But it's gonna yeah. be it's yeah. gonna be a brilliant even for someone like myself who's not a massive boxing fan, it's gonna be a huge spectacle for any sports fan. And it's it's just what this summer needs, I think. I'm just hoping yeah. that they have it somewhere sensible and they don't have it like in a boat in the Arabian Sea or something. To be honest, that if they have it like in Saudi again or whatever, as long as it's a reasonable time and you can make a night of it, because yeah, that's true. Like, we're not gonna go to it, we're gonna watch it on, on Sky Sports streaming somewhere i think i think <laughs> i think a reasonable time would be like 10 a.m do you know what i mean like with breakfast Jesus, it's quite <laughs> nice do you know what i mean like you've just woken up there's not much sport on you might want to get on it in the evening but if you had it in the morning you during breakfast should be all right i remember <laughs> i remember before before they were famous uh joseph parker for aj uh for ruiz and that was on Sunday morning. It was in New Zealand or something. While yeah. Sunday, it was Sunday supplement or the boxing. I was like, oh, let me watch this. And I was like, Absolutely. actually, Sunday morning boxing was quite nice. Yeah. Was- I've got a mate who lives in New Zealand who watches all of his MMA and boxing on a Sunday morning, which I just find really funny. But that's his Sunday. So yeah, I, watch, I watch all my MMA on Sunday morning. I had to avoid, avoid all social media this Sunday because I didn't get to watch it till quite late. So uh, also yeah. near near the time, can we shout out my mate's uh, boxing podcast as well? Because they'll Charlie, be covering fan be of cov- the show, Charlie Griffin Punch Perfect podcast. Yeah, 
So it's well, cool. I might, I'll give it a listen. Like, yeah, it's decent. The, the two lads, the two lads that run it are uh, mates of mine, and they they put a lot into it. And it's uh, it's yeah, it's it's really it's really decent. J- J- Jamie Bourne's really good in it. He's the one you want to watch. Yeah, that's true. The thing is, it's like a, a bit like other sports. It's like it's suffering a bit at the minute. So it's hard to get like super excited about boxing. I mean, you know, the big major major fights all wait until the end of the year when they can get some fans back. So. Yeah, but yeah, this is one to look forward to. All right, back four quickly. Let's just pull one out for super marvelous Marvin Hagler. So, uh, he died this week. And if you guys don't know who he is, Hagler v. Hearns is widely regarded as one of the best rounds of boxing. There is, there's only a three round fight, but it's a war. So, it doesn't take much of your time. I would definitely recommend going on YouTube and watching Hagler v. Hearns. But yeah, let's pull one out. There we go. Tough. Rory, front three, back four. Give it to us. Okay. Bear in mind, I'm uh, I'm very much doing this on the fly because when I when I voice noted Chris earlier on today, um, sorry, that's my puppy just tearing yeah, up. Yeah, that try not to say anything sexist, racist, or controversial. Because yeah, yeah, and also say it about three minutes because my dinner's getting cold. Yeah. Uh, okay. So front three. The Minneapolis uh, State uh, Commission have just said that they wanted the NFL season next year to be played with full capacity. So we had an NFL season. I, those of you who don't know, I'm a massive NFL fan. We had an really? NFL season with no fans last year. Um, Minneapolis uh, State have just come out. The state of Minneapolis has said they hope to have full fans back in by the time the season starts in September. So that's massive. Um, and also, if you want to follow Rory on Twitter, it's at Big UK Viking Fan One One Four Three. That's a joke, by the way. Um, what was the next one? Thanks. Back four. Is back four the one you don't like? Yeah, whatever you like, uh, mate. Back, back four. Yeah, really um, the Metropolitan Comice Police Commissioner <laughs> Cressida Dick. Um, oh. Yeah, Dick by name, Dick by nature. Oh, oh. Please go on, please. Uh, just. Her handling of everything pr- this week is pretty shameful. Are you saying that's because she's a woman? Jesus Christ, Rory. Yeah, I know. Say that. I know. No, I'm not allowed to because uh, Mark's already told me nothing sexist or uh, or anything like that. But no, I just think that, yeah, this country's uh, in a bit of a mess at the minute. And I think the behaviour of the of the old Bill on Saturday night was was not particularly anything uh, to be proud now of. Now we're getting into it, yeah. Like, the uh, they're passing a... A bill this week. Yeah. That means if you thought the police were bad now. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I look well, that's what's funny about it, because Pretty Patel was going, Oh, how dare Cressida do this and how the police dare they do this? And it's just like the next morning she's like, All right, we're putting a commission where if anyone goes out and protests against anything, you'll be locked up for 10 years. Like, yeah, I know. Outrageous. And Sadiq Khan, Sadiq Khan came out as well and did his usual like uh, he's, uh, he, he just goes with whatever's trending. Yeah. He, uh, the guy, he annoys me. Like, I thought I had, I voted for the bloody guy. Of course yeah. you did. I don't, I don't like him. <laughs> no, of course you did. Me neither. Isn't it? He, voted, might... for, he voted for Corbyn. It's Corbyn Easter right here. Well, he... yeah. my, my dinner's getting cold. All right. So, all right, lovely. Right, good stuff. All right, thanks uh, for having me, lads. That's all right. That's all right. It was funny actually because early one, just last thing, you said to me, do you know what? I'm just going to sit back and not say much and let the boys just stay out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Next week we will be surplus to requirements. <laughs> <laughs> the one man show, Rory. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll just leave the Zoom on and press record. All right. <laughs> See you guys next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.